0: The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at NMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. NMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting NMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are the in, in the are money. Sunny. The old skies man are sunny. You are through, you've done us wrong. And old man recession, you are doing us wrong. Well, hello, hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe and of course I am your host Ken Morafe and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, social security, 401ks, estate planning, inflation, you name it. We talk about it and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have a show full of boring financial stuff. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Moray, the host of Money Matters with Ken Moray. Thank you, Jack. And I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we- <laughs> Yes, I do. And uh, we're affirmed it specializes in uh, working with the most wonderful people that walk the earth, and that is people who are over 50, who are retired, or retiring soon. So if that's you, then this show is designed for you. Our entire practice is geared around two things. One main thing, actually, we want you to enjoy your second childhood without parental supervision. Okay? That is your retirement. And so that's what we're all about. Our website, if you want to visit us, is our dot a.com and we have we podcast a show we have articles videos all kinds of stuff so let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning so first of all you know i've been kind of Watching and listening, all of the talking heads and all the people, the pundits and everybody about what's going on with interest rates, the Federal Reserve, and everybody's like wringing their hands. And and it's like, you know, I was looking at it, I was like, people, relax. <laughs> so I've entitled the first segment, Oh no, the economy's gonna grow. No, no, we don't want that. Oh my gosh. So Actually, that's not the real title of the first segment, but I thought I'd embellish it with a little – it's actually, oh, no, exclamation point. The economy is going to grow, exclamation point, without all the uh, histrionics. So we're going to talk about that and uh, what all that means. Now, also, uh, we're going to talk about something that is important, I think, if you are – a person who's within five years of retirement and that is how to manage your 401k okay as you are gearing up towards that wonderful day when you decide that you're going to hang up your shingle or call it a day and start your second childhood um you want to get ready for that so we're going to talk about how to manage your 401k um also we're going to talk this week as we do every week about social security so you guys make my life easy thank you uh if you uh, send me your questions i will I'll endeavor to answer them on the air, and so we have some very good questions this week. So we're going to talk about how to get the most out of your social security, and we'll help you to educate yourself. It's very complex, and uh, if you don't do it right, you literally could leave tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. So we want to help you with that. Now also, this is a a question that I I got from uh, from a client the other day, and uh, it occurred to me, hey, that's a great title for a segment of the show. And the question was, Ken, we're printing trillions of dollars. How will all this end? So I thought, you know what? That's a great, great title. I love it. So (laughs) segment number four of our show is going to be titled that. We're printing trillions of dollars. How will it all end? But more importantly, what do we do about it? Okay, so we'll be talking about that later on in the show. And you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, you know what? If we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. don't you dare stop me because on this show, do we only go there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore at about 10 till we will have our estate tip of the week. Now this week, what we're going to talk about is a concept. And the concept is love units. And uh, what I mean by that is that when you leave an inheritance to your your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, they don't look at it as dollars. They look at it as love units. And understanding that concept is important if you want to avoid family wars and uh, hurt feelings and all kinds of stuff like that. So we'll talk about love units at about 10 till when we have our estate tip of the week. So I hope you'll stay tuned for the entire program. You don't want to miss any of it. Uh, You know, one of the things that uh, has been going on, I think uh, many of you at this point have probably been vaccinated. Um, You know, I think that uh, I'm going to say 90 plus percent, if not 100 percent of all the clients that I have talked to in the last two weeks are vaccinated. And uh, many of them have had their second shot, the second vaccine And the thing that I've found is, is that half of them, the second shot them for a loop, they had a fever, they were like, you know, they they were out for a day, uh, but it didn't last very long. But that second shot was the one, it's the doozy. So I'm going to be vaccinated, uh, I'm going to go get vaccinated next week. And so... Uh, I get my first shot, and then I'm looking forward to the second one when hopefully I won't get I'll be one of the 50% that doesn't get the adverse effect, but uh, if I do, so be it. Anyway, so let's talk about uh, the economy and all this hand-wringing. Okay, I mean, it's like everybody's freaking out. Oh, my gosh, the Fed may raise interest rates. Oh, my gosh, we're going to get inflation. Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Kids, calm down. Think about what everybody's saying. What is the underlying theme between all in all of that? The underlying theme is the economy is going to grow. That's a good thing. <laughs> I just don't get why everybody's so freaked out. And yes, you know, the Fed will raise interest rates. They've said it, but they said they're not going to do it till 2023. I take them at their word. They said we're going to overshoot. We're okay with that. I take them at their word. Why would they not? And by the way, if you fight the Fed, I can't, in in my 30 years of doing this, I don't remember a time when fighting the Fed was a winning game. Okay? So, those of you who are freaked out, who are thinking interest rates are going to spike and the Fed's going to raise interest rates and all that, if the Fed says they're not going to, by the way, they said it five times now. Okay? Five times in a row. Jay Powell has had a conference and told everybody we are not raising interest rates, okay? It's kind of – I shouldn't use George Bush as the example, you know, read my lips because he said read my lips and then he went ahead and raised taxes. But regardless, the Fed is saying read my lips. I am not going to do it. So the whole notion that the economy is going to accelerate and, yes, if the economy accelerates, it will bring inflation with it. But you know what? Right now inflation is so low that, you know, unless it really overheats, it's a good thing. And if it starts to really overheat, the Fed's going to raise interest rates. Okay, I think there's a lot of hand gnashing or teeth gnashing and hand wringing over a good thing. So what do we always look at? Okay, for us, all of that is just background noise. It's all noise. What we look at is profits, profits are what stock prices over long-term periods are built upon. So if a company is making profits or if it has prospects to make profits, people invest in that company. And if they invest in that company, they drive the price up. And the more that company has profits, the more that price will become more – that company will become more valuable and the more people will invest. So that's what I look at. So if the economy is going to grow as we think it will – as people are vaccinated, and as we have herd immunity, and as people get the stimulus checks, and as we get another $3 trillion maybe of uh, infrastructure spent, and, and plus the highest savings rate in the history of our country. You know, the middle class was not hurt by, for the most part, by the pandemic. Okay, the people that were hurt, it's unfortunate, is the people who are affected by social distancing. So restaurants, travel, all that kind of thing. But the vast majority of the middle class was not hurt by this. They did not lose their jobs. And therefore, but they've been locked down. So they haven't been spending. So they've got tons of money that they've saved up. They want to go spend. They're just itching to go do it. And what's going to happen? I think we're going to see a massive spending spree. We're going to see lots of profits. And if that happens, then we'll see stock prices go up. And all this teeth gnashing and hand wringing, calm down. It's okay. The economy is getting better. And that's a good thing. <laughs> so now, having said all of that, I don't want you to misunderstand what, I'm, uh, what, what that all means. Because certainly, there are risks. There, there are some variants on the on the 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 uh, on the virus that could turn out to be deadly and cause another surge. Their inflation could spike so much that the Fed is way behind the curve, and we could have a big bad problem. There are all kinds of risks, but you know what? The healthiest markets, in my opinion, are the ones that do what is proverbially called climbing the wall of worry. When people are scared and they're investing, they're doing it with their eyes wide open. What, what makes me worried is when people are just throwing money at the stock market because they're so confident in it. They have no fear, and that's usually when the end comes and there's a big crash after that. There's no doubt about it. I don't think there is. So what do you do about it? In my opinion, right now is a good time to be investing. And despite all this hand, this stuff in interest rates, it's a good time to be investing, in my opinion. And I think we're going to see all-time highs in the markets later on this year. And you guys know, my fearless forecast is for 35,000 on the Dow and we hit we're over 32,000 already. So I, I, uh, that's where we sit. But as I said, there are risks. So in our view, It is not a time to throw caution to the wind. It's still time to climb that wall of worry to be a scared investor and therefore have a strategy, in my opinion, to protect yourself from the downside, okay? You can't stick your head in the sand and say there is no downside. You have to accept that there is, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be confident about the future if you have a plan to address that. Now, in our firm, we have a strategy we call invest and protect. And this is a strategy that told us to sell in November of 2007 before the 2008 market crash and before the pandemic last year. So we have a strategy to do that. And if you're retired or retiring soon, I think protection of principle is very important, but investing for growth is as well. Okay, so our website is rpoa.com where you can uh, sign up for seminars and uh, do all kinds of good stuff. rpoa.com is our website. All right, we're going to take a break. and we come back, we're going to talk about how to manage your 401k. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Moray. This is Money Matters with Ken Moray. And of course, I am your host, Ken Moray. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. And uh, I am founder and senior retirement planner of Retirement Planners of America, and we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So if you're over 50, retired, retiring soon, we specialize in you. <laughs> and we want to help you to achieve your goals and we consider your retirement your second childhood without parental supervision i love it yes i love it too and recently barons named moi your faithful host one of the top 100 uh financial advisors and actually eight years in a row which is mind-boggling to me but uh, without our beloved and most valued clients we would be nowhere so all you clients we thank you thank you thank you now if you are in the camp of people who is uh, contemplating retirement, okay? So you're not retired yet, or maybe you have just retired, um, and you have a 401k. I want to go over with you, you know, particularly if you're within five years of retirement, I want to go over with you how to manage your 401k in in our view, okay? And so we're going to go through several ideas for you, and hopefully you can uh, maximize the value. First of all, the thing about 401ks is, that you get a subsidy if you think about it. Okay. You make a deposit. In most cases it's a tax defer it's a tax deductible deposit. So right off the bat, depending on your tax bracket, the by virtue of saving those dollars, you've made a return. So if you're in the twenty percent tax bracket, for example, you've made a twenty percent return on your investment, in my opinion, simply by saving the taxes that you would have paid. Now, many of you have uh, companies that maybe match your 401k and if they, your contribution and if they match it, that's free money. So now, if you started with 20 and they match it at four, you're up to 24 percent return on your money, and the, and the investment hasn't even done anything yet. And if you know you invest it and you make, I don't know, let's say another five. You're, you're up to 30% return on your money. It's a slam dunk, okay? 401ks are a slam dunk. You should take full advantage of that, okay? So the first thing that I would recommend is, or, or that I would suggest you think about doing is that you contribute at least 15%. And I would even go to 20% if, you, if, if, you know, my wife and I always used to say, we want to save till it hurts, Okay. If it doesn't hurt, you're not saving enough. So 15% is, in my view, as a minimum. Now, as you calculate the amount you can afford to contribute, realize that these percentages could also, as I said, include any company contributions. So if your company has a 3% match, for example, and you get, and you put in 12, that means you're getting to the 15%. Okay. So if you want to look at it that way, you can add in the company's version, uh, part of it. Okay. Now, the second thing is, if you are contributing, don't stop contributing, okay? I've met people that, you know, the, during 2008, I don't want to contribute. The market's going down, and I'm, you know, I don't want to invest in a, you know, something that's falling down and losing money and all that. I want to stop. No. If you keep contributing, you're doing what is called dollar-cost averaging. And by contributing all, each month as out of your paycheck as you're going in and going in and going in, you're, if the market's going down, you don't need the money right now, presumably, and therefore, you're buying at lower and lower prices. You're getting more and more shares, and eventually, when things if, if things turn around, which in 2008 they eventually did, you bought all those things at a very low price. It's a disciplined approach, so keep contributing, okay? And And the idea is you want to buy low and sell high, right? And if it's going down that means the prices are getting cheaper and you're buying lower and lower so don't let don't let what the market's doing drive your discipline have your discipline be the one in fact what i'd recommend is you just look the other way (laughs) don't even don't even stress over it okay now number three is always make sure you collect the entire company match okay Understand the rules of your 401k, understand how they match, how much they match, what they match on, and all of that, and make sure that you maximize that, okay? And as I said, if you include the company match, you have a risk-free return on investment that could be up to 100%. So yes, <laughs> so and, and, and here's a little extra thing. Even if you do need to reduce your contributions for some reason, in my opinion, you should never reduce those contributions below what your company can match or is matching, okay? Now, the, number four is there's a new kind of 401k, and as I say new, it's been around for a, a few years now, but it's relatively new, and that is a Roth 401k. If your company has the option then the traditional 401k is where the contribution you make is tax-deductible, the money grows without being taxed, and when you take it out, there'll be some taxes at that time. The Roth 401k is basically the opposite of that. You get no deduction going in. It, again, grows without being taxed. But then when you take it out, it's tax-free at that time. So depending on your situation, one version may be better than the other one. So if your company offers that, then visit with somebody that can help you look at those things and and help to make the best decisions there. The other thing, number five on my list here is to look at getting help with your investment allocations. Okay, One of the things that we do is we look at cash flow planning and that helps us to determine, I've talked about this on other shows, uh, but we look at cash flow planning so as to decide what rate of return do we need to build into our assumptions so as to achieve your financial goals. The higher the rate of return that we need, that dictates a different allocation, the, how you diversify, than if you need a lower rate of return to achieve your goals. So how much risk do you need to take, in our view, determines how you should allocate your money in your 401k, and then you do it. So the first step in determining your allocations in your 401k is to determine how much risk do you need to take. Okay, so that's uh, so. Those are some some tips for you. I'm that, glad we had this talk. Well, I am too, Tom. And so I hope it helped you. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired, or you are retiring soon. B- And there are a lot of you. I know that. Uh, Then I would recommend uh, to you that you go to our website, rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And when you're there, click on Meet with an Advisor. And if you do that, we'll schedule a time to visit with you virtually. We're hoping that at some point we'll do it in person, but for the time being, it's virtual. And uh, what we'll do is we'll help you to build your retirement plan. And we'll do it at no charge or obligation. And if you like what you see and you want to work with us, that's fantastic. And if you don't, that's fine, too. Either way, as I said, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And Bogey is right. It is absolutely that. And, you know, I've made some really good friends with people who have decided not to become clients. And then years later, maybe they thought better of that, but it doesn't matter. My, my goal is to help as many people as possible. And in so doing, I think that you get taken care of in the process. So our website is rpoa.com. Click on click on meet with an advisor, and we'll look forward to helping you if we can. Okay? Now, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to get the most out of your social security benefits. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morave. This is Money Matters with Ken Moray, and of course, I am your host, Ken Moray. Thank you, Jack, and I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, and we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, so if you are over 50, if you are retired or you're going to be retiring soon, then uh, we're here to help you. Everything we do is about you, and uh, our goal for you is for your money to last as long as you do and for you to have financial peace of mind. If we've done that, we've done a good thing, we think, and uh, Financial Times named our financial advisory firm uh, one of the top 300 registered investment advisors, actually for three times, Wow! Yes, and we're very proud of that distinction, but without our beloved and most valued clients, of course, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. If you're not a client, our website is rpoa.com. Now, we're going to talk this segment about Social Security. And so um, in this segment, you can help me out and I thank those of you that have done so uh, send me your questions and I'll endeavor to answer them on the air for you and uh, we'll see if I can do that okay so sometimes people ask me really complicated difficult questions and I just don't use those because you know it would look bad if I couldn't answer them. <laughs> I'm just kidding so uh, first question sorry about this I know it's a bit silly It's very silly, Hal. Okay, so first question here. I am, or I'm sorry, if I am 64 and I'm claiming my own benefit and my husband is 75 and he has been claiming his benefit since he was 66. All right, so she's 64 and uh, she's wondering if she claims her benefit. Her husband's been uh, getting it now for nine years. Could I switch to get my spousal benefit instead of my own? The answer is no. Okay, so once you've filed for your own benefit, all you can do, it, it, it sounds like a technicality, but all you can do is add the spousal benefit to yours. Okay, and so because you're taking yours early, you, you can't switch to half of his. What you're gonna get is your benefit, which is a lower amount because you're taking it at a younger age, and then you're adding to that the spousal benefit, okay? So basically it means you'll still get more, assuming that, his, that, that adding that on would be more than what you're getting. But it is not the full deal that you would get had you, at the very beginning, started with just half of his. All right, uh, next question. So uh, I retired at 62. I'm sorry. That's, uh, I, I am 63 years old, and I receive 800 a month in Social Security Disability. Um my husband is 53 and is expected to get full retirement age benefits of $2100 a month. So they're asking uh, they're asking here about what is the best way to file? Are there any options for us to consider due to my social security disability? So let me restate that. She's 63. She's getting 800 a month social security disability. Her husband's 53, but when he's 66, in 13 years, he'll get $2,100 a month. So are there any options? All right. So when you turn 64, your retirement benefit, your disability benefit, I mean, will convert to a retirement benefit and be the same amount and the amount will stay the same. Okay. So when you turn 64, your disability benefit will switch over and become a retirement benefit, and it'll stay the same. So when your husband files for his benefit, when he reaches 66, or even if he waits till he's 70, you can go back and ask Social Security for a spousal benefit. They will add the difference between your benefit, the $800 a month that you're getting, and one half of his, which in our example is 1050 or $250. Okay? So that's how you can do that and uh, something for you to think about. Now, one of the things that I hope this whole conversation, you know, the thing, <laughs> I'm just imagining you guys listening to me say all this stuff and you're thinking, man, what did he just say? I sometimes listen to myself, you know, it's kind of like watching game films. You, you listen to your own show to make sure you're doing it right and you're not hemming and hawing and all that stuff. I get confused listening to it myself when it comes to social security. It is a very, very complex. And, you know, if you don't do it properly and you leave, let's call it $200 a month on the table, you know, over a year, that's $2,400, and over 30 years of retirement or whatever, you, however long you live, that could be tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over your oh, oh, oh. oh. year. Yeah. Yeah. You Yeah. So not doing it properly could cost you many, many thousands of dollars. So we want to help you with that. So all you have to do is go online. Our website is rpoa.com. And uh, if you click on meet with an advisor, what we'll do is we'll sit down with you and we'll help you to build a social security plan. Okay. Now that is part of a bigger plan. So that's a component of your retirement plan that we want to help you with. We'll also help you with decisions on uh, your 401k. We'll help you with decisions on income taxes, estate planning. We'll help you with decisions on diversification. And do you have enough money to retire on? If you are retired, where do you get your income from? We want to help you with the whole gamut of retirement planning strategies and ideas. And we want to do it all at no charge or obligation. And if you like what you see and you want us to work with you, that is fantastic. We love it. We're We're so happy. But if you don't, that's fine too. Either way, there's no charge, there's no obligation, and we will part, friends. I don't know how to say I thank you, except I well, thank you. Frankie, you are welcome. So take advantage of that. Our website, rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about we are printing trillions of dollars. How will it all end? Oh, my gosh. Stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Moray. This is Money Matters with Ken Moray. And, of course, I am your host, Ken Moray. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. And I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. Yes! 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 Ooh. Ooh la la! Who knew that being a, a retirement planner is sexy? But if you put it that way, Jack, I'll take it. Uh, and uh, we are affirmed that, as the name implies, specializes in retirement planning. So if you are over fifty, you are retired or retiring soon. This show is designed to help you with those kinds of things. And uh, we were recently named by Barrons one of the top one hundred independent financial advisors. Actually, I was. And actually, for eight years, they did that uh, in a row, which is kind of mind-boggling to me. But without our beloved and most valued clients, we, of course, would be nowhere. Now, if you are not a client, our website is rpoa.com. I encourage you to go there. We podcast this show. We have uh, videos, articles, all kinds of information that we hope will help you. You can sign up to visit with one of our uh, retirement planners, or you can even attend our webinars and our virtual seminars. So, Lots of stuff on our website. All right, uh, let's talk about something that I think I'm talking about with basically every single client right now. (laughs) And that is we're printing trillions of dollars, trillions, and we're about to, you know, have another $3 trillion infrastructure spend, the 1.9 COVID stimulus package. And then before that we had, you know, we're we're throwing trillions of dollars around. I remember when a trillion dollars was a lot of money. You know, it's like when somebody said that word the first time I heard it, I was like, whoa, how much is that? that I didn't even know how many zeros that was. Now it feels like a oh, trillion dollars, big deal. It's like 10 cents, right? So we're throwing trillions of dollars around. But when will it end? And how will it end? And will it end well? You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? <laughs> so first of all, I don't... You know, in our view, we've looked at uh, this, and we don't feel that inflation is going to be coming this year and perhaps not into next year. In fact, what it means is we agree with what the Federal Reserve says, which is actually not normal for us. We generally don't always agree with what the Fed says. Um, But be that as it may, with the amount of unemployed people we have and uh, the – If you think about what inflation is, inflation is a lot of money chasing after just a few goods and services. And if that happens, it drives the prices up. Our economy is an unbelievable thing. And we will gear up and we will provide the services and we will provide the products that all the spending that's about to happen will do. And, you know, I was talking to a client. I was saying, I remember a few years ago, and this is going to date me, I guess, but I remember when yellow and pink ties were the rage. Do you remember that? Does anybody remember when when the yellow ties and the pink ties were the rage? And I remember I was seeing it. and I was like, man, I want a yellow tie and a pink tie. And I went around and I couldn't find one. And then a week later, it's like every single store in the entire country had pink ties and yellow ties. I mean, even down at the drugstore and at the 7-Eleven, they had pink ties and yellow ties on a rack that you could buy. That is how incredible our economy is at providing goods and services. Think about masks. I mean— Everybody sees, you know, I mean, it's like everybody has a box of masks, right? Who knew we would need hundreds and hundreds of millions of masks before it was just people who worked in hospitals and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, our economy geared up, and and so did the foreign economies, and we've produced millions and millions of masks. So, inflation is when you run out of stuff to buy, and everybody's, you know, there's a shortage of whatever that is, and everybody's trying to bid it up to buy it. Our view is that we're a long way from that. Now, could it happen? (laughs) Jack just looked at me and said, what about toilet paper? How much toilet paper is there? There's a lot now. (laughs) I don't think the shelves are empty of toilet paper, but we did have a shortage initially. Uh, So, yes. Now, do I believe that we can go on doing this forever without repercussions? The answer is absolutely not. You know, if you look back at history and you look at countries like Germany, uh, you know, before World War I, Germany was the preeminent empire along with Britain in the world. And guess what? They got hit because they borrowed so much money to finance World War I. They got hit by massive inflation. It practically destroyed their economy. And you look at uh, other great empires. You look at, uh, you know, for example, Greece back in 2010 and 11. What happened to them? They borrowed so much money that they couldn't pay it back. And what happened was their economy crashed and all that kind of stuff. So that could happen here. However, what you need to keep your eye on, in my opinion, is not the dollar amount of the debt. It's the interest on the debt. You see, right now where our government is borrowing money at 1%, 1.5% or less, that's far different than, for example, if you remember the TARP program with President Obama, the $700 billion, we borrowed that money at 5%. So that $700 billion back then at 5% is way more expensive than $500 billion borrowed today at 1%. Do you see the difference? And, and what causes trouble is when a government... Cannot pay back the interest on its debt and it has to tax its citizens so much that eventually the citizens rebel. Okay, that's what happened to the King of England when he was financing all of his wars and all of that. And we had a tea party in our country because we didn't like that he was raising our taxes to pay the debt that he had incurred. And so that's when trouble comes, when the people are taxed so heavily. And inflation is so high that you can't pay the debt. We are a long way from that, unfortunately, because I think it gives politicians, you know, the ability to borrow more. But at these very, very low interest rates we have. Now, the other thing that people say is all this interest rates, are, all this interest is going to come due one day. You know, they're going to have to pay it all back. Not if the government holds it to maturity. And I don't see the Federal Reserve, all these trillions of dollars, I don't see them ever taking that off their balance sheet. I just don't. Fascinating. So should you be worried about it? Yeah. yes. Uh, is it imminent right now? I would say for the next year or two, probably not. And if that's the case, then all this stimulus is going to, I believe, cause the markets to go to new all-time highs. Now, being invested, in our view, means we have a philosophy, a, a principle of our investing, which says that growth is important, but protection of principle is even more important. The reason we feel that way is because we work with people who are retired or retiring soon. You're different in our view. So if you are interested, go to our website. We have uh, articles. We have a seminar coming up, Retirement Planning in Uncertain Times, that I'd like for you to attend, where we talk about how to invest but also have a strategy to protect on the downside our strategy is called invest and protect. It's the one that told us to sell in November of 2007 before the market crash that happened in 08. It's the one that told us to sell before the pandemic was even announced and the big crash, the big market drop that happened after the pandemic. So we want to help you to protect your principle and grow your money at the same time. So if you go to our website, rpoa.com, you can find all that stuff. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on love units to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. So stay tuned tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jack, and I am founder and senior retirement planner of Retirement Planners of America. And if, uh, uh, as the name implies, we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, I think the most wonderful people in the whole world. I love working with people that age. You know, you, you kind of reached a point in your life where hopefully your kids are not on the payroll anymore you're making more money than you've ever done in your life, you're saving up, you're getting ready to retire, or maybe you've decided to retire and now you're, you're enjoying what I call your second childhood without parental supervision. You're getting to go play, have fun, enjoy, and we want to facilitate all of that for you if we can. Uh, we have two goals. One is for your money to last as long as you do, and secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And if we can help people to do that, then I feel we've done a good thing. And uh, if I can go to my grave and know I've helped many people do that, I think I've lived a good life. So our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. Now, this is the part of the show where we talk about uh, passing on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And uh, so what we talk about in this segment is estate planning. And this week, I want to talk a concept with you as opposed to an actual, you know, like a trust or a tax or whatever. This is a concept, and it's called love units, okay? And I think it's an important concept because I think when, when you are doing your estate planning, it's an act of love, right? You want to take care of your family. You want to leave them stuff. You want to, you know, protect them from stuff. So all of that is an act of love, and I think you don't want to create non-love. So we're going to talk about love units, but first, Jack, can you play it? And, of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And, you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags, and we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. And this week, we're talking about love units. So I want to explain love units to you by virtue of a story. Okay, so um, I was talking to a friend of mine who is uh, an estate planning attorney. Okay, so he does all this wills and trusts and all this kind of stuff. And uh, his mom called him and said, son, I'd like for you to uh, do my wills and trusts and everything else. And he said, sure, mom, I'll do that, no problem. So he went and visited with his mom, and she said, I want to leave you know, two-thirds of my money to your brother and a third to you. And he was like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. You want me to do what? And she goes, well, you're a successful attorney. You're doing really well. Your brother doesn't make much money. You know, he's struggling and all that. He needs the money more. So I want to leave it, all, you know, I'm going to leave two-thirds of it to him and a third to you. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. In fact, no. And, and so he actually went a week without talking to his mom. He was so mad. What his mom didn't understand is that it's not dollars. It's love units. And if, if you decide that you're going to leave a disproportionate amount of money of your estate to one child versus another one, that – other child, they, they, they perceive it not as dollars, but units of love. And basically what you're saying is, I love your brother more than I love you. Now, that's not really what you feel, but that's the message that they get. And think about it. If you've never told them you're going to do this, and then, you know, at the proverbial reading of the will time, it says, I'm leaving two-thirds to your brother and a third to you, how would you feel if that was you? What? I didn't realize mom and dad hated me and they loved my brother so much. They never told me this had I known that. So here's the deal. Understand that they are love units. So therefore, if you decide that you are going to disproportionately leave for one or the other, have a family meeting. Explain that this is not, I don't love you and I love your brother more than you, or I love your brother twice as much as I love you because I'm going to leave him two thirds and you one third. No. No. You have to have you have to tell them what you're doing. And, you know, he said, this friend of mine, he said, if if my mother had not like dumped it on me at the last second like that, if she'd have explained it to me and said, you know, I'm thinking about doing this, and what do you think? You know, your brother needs the money and all that, I probably would have said, you know what, I'm doing fine. I love my brother, you know, and I probably would have been more amenable to the whole idea. But to spring it on me like that. And to tell me this, like that, or to have the reading of the will without any context behind it, that will cause, I've seen it, one child to resent the other one, to resent you and you're dead, and they're resenting your memory because you did that. Love units, kids. Remember that. It's love units. So if you're going to give more to one than another, have a meeting, show the love, and smooth it over beforehand, and then do it. That ought to keep the little squirts happy. (laughs) Yeah, and you want happy squirts, okay? Unhappy squirts is not a good thing. So anyway, um, not really an estate planning vehicle, not a tax, not a trust, not anything like that, but just a concept that I talk about with clients when they suggest, you know, I'm going to leave more to one than the other. So, um... If you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, then here's what I'd like you to do. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com. We uh, podcast this show. We have articles. We have videos on estate planning, on cash flow planning, on retirement planning, on 401k management. We have all kinds of stuff for you. We have the ability to sign up for our upcoming uh, seminar. We have a seminar coming up next week on uh, retirement planning during uncertain times. I think that Today fits that bill. Uh, we also have uh, the ability for you to meet with one of our retirement planners at no charge or obligation. We want you to have a successful retirement. We want you to have your second childhood without parental supervision, whatever that means to you. We oh, dear, that's too wonderful to be true. Well, Dorothy, it actually is not too wonderful to be true because it is true. <laughs> so we want to help you in any way we can. And if you like it and you want to work with us, fantastic. And if not, that's fine, too. We will part friends. Okay? So our website is rpoa.com. Well, you know what? This show is over already. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of ken Morave or mmwkm advisors llc the firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability